Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. I'm Steve Cherbino, just one of your hosts. And this is the show where we talk about electronic music production. We interview awesome producers. We ask them what they're doing in the studio, how they're getting their music out there, all kinds of cool stuff. And the whole idea is to help you guys out there become better musicians yourselves and create awesome music and get it out there and get heard. We, Like I said, we always have awesome guests and we're just about to introduce one. But first, I want to introduce my co-host. Super happy to have him with me. He is basically the uh, the impetus for us rebooting the show. And I can't say enough good things about Ryan Deal, my co-host. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, man. How you doing? Happy to be on the show. Um, really excited about this one. And uh, the music he produces is amazing. So I can't wait to dive into it. Cool. So who's joining us today? Well, our last guest was from Russia, but today we're actually tapping into Stuttgart, Germany, because we have the super talented Luca Schreiner with us. Uh, for Luca, much of his early successes, which helped launch his career, they were uh, from killer remixes from huge artists, ranging from Roger Sanchez to Era Estrefi, many, many more. Ultimately, his talent actually landed him on Ultra Records, where you not only find his remixes, but a lot of his originals right now. Uh, he's been streamed on Spotify more than 50 million times, and he's played massive festivals alongside lineups like Don Diablo, EDX, and many, many more. And all of this is from a guy who's uh, just 23 years old. So super impressive. Uh, Luca, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be on the show. Yes, hey those numbers are impressive. And uh, at such a young age, you're crushing it. It's super cool. Um can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, just a quick background and the kind of music that you're doing these days. Sure, sure. Um, I started producing music when I was 16 years old. Um, I, I remember watching like videos of Tiesto performing in huge stadiums um, in front of thousands of people. And that was super inspiring for me. And um, so when, when I saw these kind of videos, I, I just thought I have to dig deeper and uh, find out more about the music industry in general and um, uh, the, the electronic music scene in, in particular and um, I started buying me some some basic gear like a KRK Rocket 5 monitor speakers and uh, like short mini MIDI keyboard and um, just start from scratch I'm, I'm not musically trained at all and um, kind of learned everything from scratch just by uh, trial and error, ba basically. I'm I'm also a guy born into into the YouTube generation, I would say, and um, I actually looked everything up just by googling or by watching uh, YouTube tutorials by by really amazing amazing guys, and um, wow. yeah, that helped me a lot um, building my 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 skills in in production. And yeah, I started doing a couple of remixes that that did quite well on SoundCloud, which which uh, got me attention from bigger labels as well, who reached out to me to to uh, remix also huge artists. And these are uh, these remixes did quite well as as as, as well. And um, yeah, I was super happy to to got. Uh, in touch with Ultra after that, and they wanted to hear some more stuff about me, and I sent them some some originals I was working on, because uh, until that time I was only doing remix work, and um, yeah, they never heard any original stuff from me, so I sent them some original stuff, and they absolutely loved my my first single I sent them, which was the the missing one, 
And, oh yeah, um, that's a yeah. really really good one. Yeah, started everything started from there, and um, yeah, due to to these first successes, like a lot of other doors open opened for me, and yeah, just just kind of got step by step further and further. So you're you're entirely self taught. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 100%. That's so crazy. <laughs> I love those stories. I mean, because it means anybody can do it. You, you don't have to have lots of money to go to expensive schools. And the way you did it is the way I think the best way to do it now. So good job on accomplishing that. Yeah. Thank you. And actually, like, I still have some of these, this, this basic gear I was, I was buying like when I was 16. I'm still using some of that. And um, I, I feel like, Oh, the only thing you you really need is a good laptop or a good good um um yeah good computer to work on. Um, other than that, I think it's all up to yourself and um, just your creativity and also you, the skills you you build around and um, yeah the techniques. I th- I think most of the te- techniques can be looked up so easily right now um, just by googling or like I said watching tutorials on YouTube. Right. I, uh, I have to ask you, I'm interrupting Ryan, sorry, you know, before he asks the next question. I just need to know, are you still using your KRK Rocket 5s? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about getting new ones. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm also a big fan of just using headphones to produce with. Yeah. Um, I think if, if you know the sound and um, yeah, the, the sound of your headphones, it's all you need. Beautiful. Um, yeah. How about like being trained uh with like music theory or composition or do you play instruments because i know a lot of your tracks are like really musically melodically rich yeah yeah no i'm not playing i'm um, i'm not playing any instrument of of course um throughout the course of producing music i i got to learn what chord structures work as well of of, of course but um i'm no no one who's um who's hearing a vocal and 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 uh, just like by nature going on the keys and playing different harmonies on top of that i'm always like the the, the computer geek more, more like like i said um um just trying out different um notes on on my um daw and uh just trying to go from there and see what sounds good and what doesn't right all right. Well, speaking of DAW, uh, which one do you currently use? I'm using Logic. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Logic 10? Yeah. yeah All right. right. I mean, is there anything in particular about Logic you like or why you've stuck with that? Um, I'm, I was always a big fan of Apple products. <laughs> and yeah. um, the first laptop I got myself with was a MacBook Pro. And um um, yeah, due to that, I, I always were, was into uh, looking looking for a good DW, and then I, I, I came across Logic, and I I always like um, the Apple products due to their easy easy way um, of getting getting all the techniques um, um, getting to know all the techniques within the DAW. And um, it was super easy to 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 um, kind of learn the basics from there. I always had uh, had struggled with with different DAWs because they were not that um, um, easy for me to yeah just to see like the basic use usage 
you know you know what i mean right which ones did you try um ableton ableton and fruity fruity loops as well gotcha yeah yeah it's i've been apple user since had my first computer i don't know why i never made the switch over to logic i i I tried it in the beginning before apple bought it and then it it just it probably would have made more sense if i stuck with that but for some reason i went with ableton so (laughs) funny thing is also i i started with garage band to be honest that's what i was going to ask you yeah me too me too for sure yeah so the switch to logic wasn't that hard it was logical Yeah. I, I agree. I did the same thing. But for some reason, because Logic 9 was out at the time and I came off Logic 9, mm-hmm. uh, I tried Ableton. But between me and you, Luca, isn't Ableton ugly? Oh, God. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. They have skins. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I was I hoping Ryan didn't hear me. And producer friends as well. And uh, what they are saying is that Ableton is, is much faster. Um, if you got an idea stuck in your head, you're very fast um, laying down the, the, the first idea. Um, in comparison to 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 logic, right, and um, right. but I feel like the mixing is more like it just looks looks way better than than the different the other uh, DAWs. In I'm, my opinion, I'm with you, and the looks of the doll actually helps create be creative. I think it's a part of yeah. that. So smart move. Yeah, agree, agree. Well, tell us about your workflow. Um, like when you start writing a song. What's your basic mm-hmm. process? Do you have something standard that you do every time or is it different every time? Um, um, it's kind of different. Um, I always, it always depends on if, if I'm working on a, on a already like acoustic, uh, acoustic song that I got sent to, to do a production on top of it, or if I just start producing an instrumental and then kind of like go into a session with a singer or songwriter and then try to to build a vocal or an acapella on top of it. Um, so when I do an instrumental, I always try to 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 lay down the, uh, a chord structure at first and then build my, my instruments around that. Um, if I get a, a song idea sent by a songwriter or whatever, um, I always try to, to track the, the key first and then lay down bass notes and then build the chords on top of that and then go from there, basically. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. And also, if, if, if I'm doing a remix, what, what helps me a lot, since I'm not musically trained at all, um, if I get sent the bass notes of, of the track as well. So um, in Logic, there's this a tuner plugin, which helps me um, track the, the, the bass notes, basically. Oh, um, so smart. yeah, that, that's, that's like a good feature. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I was actually, I was about to dive into that with you. Cause I mean, for, for listeners, if you want to hear how to do a proper remix, you got to listen to Luca's music. I mean, it's insane. Everything from ain't no mountain high enough all the way down to hotline bling. It's, it's crazy mm-hmm. how versatile you are and you're able to sort of change the song completely, but then still remain close to the integrity of the original so i thought that was really cool i was wondering what your approach to that was yeah thank you thank you that i mean that's what i'm trying i'm always trying um to not ruin the 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 original feel but still bring in something fresh and something new to bring it into a different direction but still kind of keeping their original vibe of the of the vocal as well as the original yeah nice well, I actually want to dive into uh, 
what I sort of consider one of your staple sounds is sort of how you manipulate audio and you get these wildly awesome vocals. Um, mm-hmm. And they're really, really clean, even though you're warping them around. So like an example of what I'm talking about would be your track of uh, Kale Matson's cover of Hotline Bling, where the original is actually 144 BPM, but then your remix is 120 and it, it sounds like really clean and really natural, almost like you did the vocal mm-hmm. yourself. So are, are, do you have any like special vocal processing techniques or software you use? I mean, speaking about the the Hotline Bling remix, I, I think I even named it just Edit because because um I got sent the the just like the whole track. I didn't even get sent the the stems at all. I I was just working around um the the basic song. I got just one track with the acoustic guitar and the vocal, and um. Oh, so there wasn't much much editing work. I just tried to to cut down um, s- some of the bases and, and, and just to, to give more room to my kick and to my bass that I introduced to the track. And um, yeah, but besides that, I'm always a big fan of editing the vocal, even though um, some of the remix stems I, I get sent, these vocals often are already edited a lot, but I always try to, to, to bring in my, my processing as well. And um, for that, I always use the Focus One um, plugin by Sick Individuals, who are two Dutch DJs. Um, okay. I love this plugin. It has just uh, five knobs, so to say, and one of them is a Focus knob, which is a compressor and limiter in one. And um, it just makes sound so clear. So definitely recommend this one to all the, the guys. During Focus pop. One. That's the first I've heard about it. Am I out of the Me loop, too. Ryan? No, no I, I have not heard about this one either. It's by Sick Individuals, you said? Yeah, yeah. I'm Googling it but now. But it's very good. It also has like a wide widening uh, uh, knob, which makes the sound super wide without destroying the mono signal. Um, wow. So if you're using it for uh, uh, a bass or what, whatever, um, it doesn't destroy the mono signal. It just affects like the higher frequencies of your spectrum. Yeah, I got to say, like, I, I, I went and I checked out the original because um, I hadn't heard it in so long of OK by Robin Schultz and James Blunt. <laughs> because when I heard yours, I'm like, dude, the vocal is it's insanely wide and it sounds really, really cool. And it's it's way wider than the original too, so you're able to sort of make them even bigger than they already were, and not yeah. lose clarity or integrity, which is great. I think I think that's yeah. way cool. Yeah, it's pretty cheap too for that plugin. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So so that's definitely a plugin I would I would highly recommend. Uh, yeah. Nice. I'm gonna try it. Good tip. All right. Well, let's bounce over to some more of your recent works like uh over you which has got so many cool effects in it i I love it um (laughs) how did you achieve that that intro vocal distortion effect where it sort of sounds like a really distant wide away effect and then it comes in clear it's it's super funny because this is actually my own vocal it's not what nice from from the singer it's actually me um singing uh, or or mumbling the, the melody 
Um, I actually also got the original vocal, which sounds hilarious. I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can actually send it to yes. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, um, it's, it's very funny. And um, Would you mind if we put it at the end of the show? Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. It sounds hilarious. Okay. I promise. <laughs> and um, yeah, I I uh, recorded it actually on my phone and sent it via email um, on my, to my to my laptop and downloaded it, put it in my DAW and um, kind of went from there. Um, I'm not not a good mumbler as well, <laughs> so I had to pitch correct the the vocal first, the vocal chop first. And then I um, got into flex mode in Logic, yeah, which okay. allows you to mani manipulate um, different tones um, and put it one frequency, uh, one octave higher, all of the chops. And what that does, it it makes the sound it makes the sound distort a bit more because um, if you usually pitch. With a with a pitch tool, twelve semitones up, it's it makes it clean, but it doesn't distort much. So if you go in flex mode and, and put it one octave higher, twelve semitones up, twelve semitones up, um, it also gives uh, some some sort of distortion to it. And then I I think I filtered some of the frequencies out, put um, a reverb on top of that, and also I think I've also use the focus one plugin to make it wider and to make it more compressed and sound better. Yeah. I think that's that that was it. Well done, man. That's that's why I have to, I have to go listen to it again now. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Luca." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said the the original recording was yeah. I w I'm, I'm it was super funny. <laughs> I showed it to a lot of people like my friends and and stuff because they were all all asking, "Wow, what what's that vocal chop?" Can you can you tell me how it sounded before? I was like, yeah, sure. Here, listen to it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no way! This can't be the original recording. <laughs> wow, I know. I want to hear that. So, I mean, yeah. there was these like super, uh, like, what's the word? Oh, auto tune. I don't know why that was slipping yeah. me for. There's like these auto tune backing vocals throughout that track, and then they happen over the chorus as well. Is that sort of yeah. same same thing? Yeah, some sort of the same thing. Um, um, like a lot of people use Melodyne for auto tuning. Right. Um, I'm a huge fan of the pitch correction tool by Logic uh, itself. It's it's very good. Um, it's perfect for vocals. Um, it's easy to use. Like it's not complicated at all. And if you ever want to, to manipulate different tones of your vocal, you can still use the flex tool, like I said, which is also very easy to use. So yeah, highly you, recommend using the, the built-in stuff from Logic. I was, was going to say, you're making me want to use Logic now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should de definitely check it out. Um, I think Logic has a lot of good stuff. Um, which is built in already, right. and also like the samples they sent with Logic is are are incredible. Wow, awesome! Yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of probably the biggest advantages to Ableton because Ableton's pitch correcting is like it's it's okay. I mean, but sometimes you just you really got to go out of box to find something good. 
Yeah, I never checked out the the Ableton one, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely recommend using the Logic one. Sweet, nice. Well, since you recorded those vocals yourself, what what mic did you end up using for that? Um, I didn't record uh, the original vocal. I just recorded like the vocal job. Oh, okay. I used. So the original vocal was recorded by um, Nino Sana, which is the original singer of the the the, the song as well. Got it. Yeah. So I'm not sure what he actually used. What type of mic? Okay. All right. Well, let's branch off from that for a little bit. And uh, can you think of any sort of like favorite production tips or things that if you were just to pick out of a hat, just things that you use uh, to to recommend to our listeners? That's part of your yeah, process. Um, 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 it's actually something I just came across like two months ago uh, it might not be something completely new for for some of you listening um but like triggering the voke the 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 uh, reverb um with the original signal so uh, for example if you're want to use the reverb on a vocal um i would recommend using it in, in a bus uh, so send the reverb with a bus to the vocal, and then within this bus uh, trigger uh, uh, insert a compressor. Um, no matter what compressor you want to use, and then um, go into the compressor settings and insert the original vocal signal. So whenever the vocal signal comes, the reverb goes down, so it doesn't um, get get muddy. I would say. Okay, so it's it's like triggering a ducking effect then. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. just the reverb. Yeah, just the reverb. So it's hmm. ducking whenever the original signal, the original vocal comes in. So the reverb comes comes afterwards, and you can you can basically um, yeah edit how fast the 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 reverb comes in, and um, yeah that that was a huge tip uh, I came across. Um, um, just lately, and um, it helps cleaning up your mix quite a lot. Wow! So yeah, nice. And it's just the reverb for the vocal. It's not not the reverb of like effects bus for everything else. Just no, okay, no, no. got it. So um, yeah, for different elements of the track, I would would recommend using different bus reverb buses. So yeah, how many reverb? Especially in the especially in the EDM scene or in the EDM styled genres. Um, it's very important to make it really in your face and you you can even uh, push the limiter of your master much higher if you if you clean up your mix with using like these triggers in in, in the reverb reverb buses. So you do it to other tracks besides the vocal too, that same technique? Yes. Yes. Which Mainly in the lead lead uh, instrument Wow, that's so smart. That's a good tip. Yeah, because there's also yeah. actually a good good tutorial tutorial on that by Big Z, the the another producer from from the US, I think. Okay, um, he's explaining this very very good, and also for Logic Logic Ten users, I can highly recommend using 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 that and uh, watching Big Z explain this in detail. Okay, so. Yeah. I can only imagine how it would make things pop out more doing that. Yeah, yeah. It also makes like the track moving hmm. um, in a way. 
So yeah, it's very good. Good tip. Yeah, I think. almost like a breathing effect. I would imagine. Yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Okay, so you talked about learning a lot of what you do from YouTube. Is there any mm-hmm. other like production tutorials or sites that you use or recommend? Um, I love to watch the videos of Beat Academy. Okay. Um, also, Big C, like I said, is a is a very good channel to to learn new stuff. He's um, he's doing um, a lot of tutorials on on stuff. On, on not not that basic stuff that other um, YouTube channels uh, uh, do videos about. So that's that's definitely a channel I would recommend watching. Um, and also like Zen World is very good. If nice. You try to rebuild sounds. I love Zen World too. Yeah, and he's super funny. <laughs> yeah, he is funny. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, and then for soft synths because I really like your melodies and your leads a lot. What mm-hmm. is your favorite soft synth? Do you have a go-to that you're always using on every track? Um, I'm using a lot of Serum. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of, of, of the plugin. And um, yeah, I'm also using Splice. And there are a lot of crazy uh, presets mm-hmm. online on Splice, where, which would really help like building um, um, or giving you a, a basis to work uh, or, or to 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 manipulate your own sounds, or get get your your own sounds out of that, and um, yeah, I'm I'm using a lot of um, serum in my tracks. Um, besides that, I'm a huge fan, like I said, of the the built-in stuff that that comes with Logic. I think the uh, acoustic synths or samples um, that come with Logic are very very good. I'm using, for instance, like the brass sound I'm always using in my tracks mm. comes mm. from the built-in um, brass sample uh, of uh, the EXS24, right. which is like the sampler uh, of Logic. And yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Nice. Well, since you brought up Splice, I feel like Splice yeah. has been a game changer for a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I still find myself, though, I'm using basically production packs that I'm buying off Loopmasters yeah. and other places like that. I yeah. mean, do you do you just use uh, Splice for basically presets or getting a sample when you need it and you need that just specific sound that you, you don't know if you have in mm-hmm. your library? Or are you mainly working still out of sample libraries? Um, no, I'm... I'm, I'm uh using splice very very often um just also to get inspiration um i think it's it's a good way when you're when you have a writer's block um just to to go on splice check samples and um just try to get inspired and see what what makes what makes you creative or what what yeah what inspires you just and and that's what I'm always doing, also to get to to build new instrumentals, I would say. And um, yeah, Splice is definitely game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I got to spend more time on Splice. And you know what? <laughs> you brought up something too, because I've lately I've been spending, you know, not a huge amount of money, but probably more than I should on buying new plugins. And every yeah, time... <laughs> but every time I buy one, I tell myself, I don't really need this. I already have plenty. But it's like you said, 
it's just getting something new, whether you need it or not, could inspire you to do something where you weren't going to do it before. So I yeah. say spend the money. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And I mean, eight bucks, I think it's eight bucks a month, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not too much, I think. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. How about effects plugins? Is there any, you already talked about the one from Sick Individuals, Focus One. Any other ones that you really love that you'd like to talk about? Mm, I'm also a big fan of the RC20 Color. I think it's called Color. I'm not sure right now. Um, it's uh, also an effect plugin, um, which, which kind of emulates, uh, uh, I think it's the, the, the hardware synth or effects synth is called RC20 Color. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically a distortion plugin. And um, I, I feel like this plugin give, gives you so many possibilities to, to kind of like do your own uh, distortion. Um, and and it, gives, it just gives you a lot of possibilities to, to manipulate its sounds. And um, yeah, should definitely check this one out. And of course, like I'm using a lot of standard stuff, which, which should everyone know. Like the OTT compressor is uh, like, yeah. Right. Some people say you shouldn't use it, but it just, it just thickens up your sound a lot. Cool. I, I love when people bring new plugins to the show that I haven't heard of. RC20 mm -hmm. looks so fun. I mean, you have a, like a wobble knob, a noise knob, distortion. Yeah, exactly. And uh, how much is that one? I'm checking it out now. Yeah, it's funny. It's by XLN Audio. I didn't even know they made this. 80 bucks. Good deal, man. These are great. Thanks, Luca, for uh, opening up our eyes a little bit. Sure, sure. No worries. Nice. And I know you said earlier you are mostly in box. All, all you really need is a computer. Mm. But then you did mention that you had some of the gear from the beginning. So do you, do you use any hardware at all? Um, I'm just using a standard MIDI keyboard, actually. Um, and that's that's only uh, uh, in usage when I'm when I'm trying to find a good lead melody, because the chord structure I'm I'm actually doing inside the laptop. So hmm. just by trial and error, um, um, uh, yeah, just putting putting down up and down the the, the notes and seeing see if 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 the chords work or not. <laughs> Got it. Do you use an audio interface or you plug it straight into your laptop? I just plug it straight in, into my laptop. Wow. And what kind of headphones do you use? I'm using the Pioneer, Pioneer HDJ 2000. Um, that's the ones I'm also DJing with. Yeah. So I'm very, I, I just know how they sound. Right. And um, I'm listening to a lot of music on, on them. So. Yeah, that's. I, th I think that's the most important thing when using headphones, just to know the sound of it. So, um, if you're producing on them, you you, you know how it, how it should sound. So, yeah, exactly. That that's what our last guest said, Vigo. He he said basically all your monitors and headphones lie a little bit. You just need yeah. to know how, what they're lying about. And, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I think also it's very important to test out your your production in different environments. I also try to to test it on like standard 
uh, stereo monitor speakers and also like in the car which makes a huge difference and um, yeah also on laptop speakers on uh, on iPhone uh, headphones and yeah yeah that's smart I mean the more places you could hear it the better but oh Absolutely. man laptop speakers it's so painful yeah <laughs> it is it is <laughs> but I hear you <laughs> But like a lot of people are listening on laptop, just on laptop yeah, speakers. Yeah, you're right. You also have to make sure uh, they get the best sound. Up. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you have any influences right now? People that sort of, every time you listen to them, you're inspired by them or? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like there are two new guys also, um, 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 I think from Sweden coming up uh, called Noted. They had a huge track in, in the U.S., with uh, Bia Miller um, called I Wanna Know. And um, I know these guys for like two years now and they're just insane. One guy is like 16 years old, the other oh one God. is 19 and they're just, they're just totally, it's totally insane. Wow. They're so young and so talented and um, yeah, their sound is so unique, I would say. Um, it's kind of like, college pop like american pie pop uh transferred into into uh our time now <laughs> i would say <laughs> okay. um also like in, in the more in the in the dance world of course but um yeah these guys are doing some some amazing stuff so yeah how do you spell their name noted n-o-t-d noted awesome Got to check yeah. them out. So if you yeah. knew him for three years and he's 16 now, then he was producing when he was 13, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. These guys are insane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing like such freaked out stuff also with vocal chops, which I've never heard before. And I'm not sure how they do it, but um, it sounds insane. Wow. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check them out after the show. Yeah. yeah. As far as your career, has there been a standout moment for you, like the most amazing moment that has happened to you so far where you're, it's happening and you're like, I can't believe this. This is like my dream or something like that that you could talk about? Yeah, I mean, on production side, it definitely was amazing to um, got asked to do a remix for the Backstreet Boys because they're like a band I grew up with. Yeah. And I remember like my 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 sister um, next door was um, was uh, listening to the Backstreet Boys like all my youth, and I was always annoyed by her listening <laughs> day in and day out. And like now, like fifteen years later, I got asked to do a remix for them. It's absolutely insane. That and, is um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, on the DJ side of things, I was uh, very happy to open the main stage at the World Club Dome in Düsseldorf this year. Uh, I opened for Robin Schulz for Marshmallow and um, oh the Black Eyed Peas, which was crazy as well. It was a stadium show. I played in front of like 20,000 people, which wow. is, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. And you... Um, I would have never imagined playing in front of these people um, three years ago when I when <laughs> I got out with Lucas Schreiner with my with my project. Jeez, man, how does yeah. that feel standing up on that stage in front of that many people? Can you it's describe? Incredible! It? <laughs> like you're you're super nervous, of course. <laughs> uh, but like I'm a I'm a typical German guy. I would say I was very very well prepared, and I was um, I know I I, I kind of knew. 
that this was just a warm up type of set for 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 the day. Um, so yeah, I was still super nervous, and um, but after like playing two or three tracks, I, I was like, yeah, I got this, and um, yeah, people were were really into it, and I got a lot of a lot of positive feedback, and um, yeah, it was what it was amazing. Wow, congratulations! Thank that you. is Thank unbelievable. You. Uh, so. What do you think your most successful action was for you to sort of launch your career and then moving things forward for you? I mean, I started with when I was 16, like I said, and um, it took me like three years to get to a sound I was very happy with. And I actually started producing music um, in the, the progressive EDM type of world. Um, and so very festival uh, orientated music. And, um, but I, at, at this time I was always, uh, experimenting also with different kind of sounds because I was also, um, um, yeah, I just wanted to see how different genres work. And I was all, all, always open to try out new things because I felt like this helps me to build my, my, my own style and by just combining different genres. So I was always experimenting with, with different styles. And, um, yeah, I tried to, to do some more pop kind of stuff and felt like, wow, this, this feels very good because I'm, I'm a huge fan of melodies, of writing melodies, even though I'm not musically trained at all. And, um, yeah, I, I actually felt in love with this kind of dance pop genre um, and just did, did some stuff and uh, put it out under my own name. I, I didn't really think about it twice at that time and um yeah people were really enjoying it and so i sticked with 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 the project and uh, yeah kind of kind of went from there nice um do you feel like the remixes that sort of blew up for you towards the beginning was that sort of a strategy move mm, no i wouldn't say so um because at the time i was i was uh, I didn't have that much leverage to reach out to singers or like I had to build some sort of my own profile first to reach out to singer or songwriters to send me their stuff. So um, I was I was doing these remixes first because I didn't didn't have uh, any vocal to work around first. So um, got it. I didn't have any choice. Did some remixes or bootlegs, so to say, first and then. Um, kind of went from there yeah now these remixes and bootlegs though a as it turns out they were the things that got people's attention right yeah okay yeah. yeah so you didn't mean to do it strategically but it just worked out really well that way yeah good yeah, absolutely very cool well what's the best piece of advice marketing or technical how whatever you want like if for somebody uh -huh. listening to the show right now what's the best piece of advice you could give to an aspiring producer who, who really wants to make it I think the best advice I could give is uh, to test out, test yourself out in different genres. Hmm. Because, like, like I did, um, I thought um, my my best genre, or uh, yeah, my best genre is progressive house. And um, like I said, I tried out different styles, and then thought like, oh, this genre would would rather work for me than the other one. So. Um, yeah, just be creative. Try to try different stuff. 
I also did, did some reggae, reggae stuff uh, at that time and uh, was like, oh, wow, maybe I can uh, implement some of these uh, uh, elements in different tracks. So, yeah, I, I, I think just try to be creative, um, see what works for you and uh, just be open-minded also for different kind of genres and try to see if anything out of these genres can be adapted to your own style. So that's that's what I could recommend. Great advice. Yeah. Um, you were talking about sort of experimenting with different genres. I, I've seen a lot mm -hmm. of artists that are sort of getting recognition. They're up and coming right now, but they, they bounce like all over the place. They might they might do one dubstep track and then mm. all of a sudden the next is future house and then mm. it's like just typical, I don't know, mid-tempo bass music yep. or something. Do you feel once you sort of start to carve out a name for yourself, you should maybe not go all over the place or is, is it that important to sort of define a sound for yourself? I, I think it's, it's um, yeah, I think it's important to define your own sound, um, but without like always doing the same, same stuff all over and over. I think it's very important to always bring in something new, but still kind of, um, kind of uh, make it accessible for for people so they no always know that you're behind the track so that's, right that's what i would say all right well, I, I think it's super hard of course <laughs> to always bring in something new um but still keeping like like some elements of your tracks throughout different different projects but um yeah i think that's very important well you're doing an awesome job man i i absolutely love your music we've been jamming out to it for like at least three days now <laughs> but uh looking back on all of your tracks from the very beginning yeah. are there any that you just look back and you're like man i nailed it like just your favorite tracks oh that's that's a very hard one um but i i i'm a big fan of my um alessia cara remix um it's also a funny story behind that because i got asked to do a remix and uh, i didn't get any briefing at all and i was doing i was i was spending like two weeks on this remix and uh i i did more of a breakbeat beat version of it and I, then i sent it in and they were like oh yeah we like it but um we want to release a, a remix package and this sort of breakbeat remix is already covered by a different artist. Oh man! Would you mind? Would you mind doing another one for for the same track, but then going more into a direction which is like more European, I would say, um, more four to the floor, maybe vocal job, just a more sped up version, um, which is also playable in the clubs. So I sat down and worked on it for like four or five days again. And then um, I came up with this more, yeah, just more moving idea, which um, kind of works also in clubs, but still keeps the original vibe of the vocal. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm super happy that, that it ended up so nicely and also did get so much streams. I think we're about to hit 5 million streams on, on this remix. Wow. And um, yeah, I'm very happy with the result on this. <laughs> that's killer. Man, that, that's awesome. So where can people find all of your tracks? I mean, where do you typically guide people to listen to, 
to your stuff? Uh, I think all of my stuff um, should be found on uh, Spotify. I'm a big fan of their platform, uh, but also like Apple Music. So I, th I think on all on all platforms, they, they should find my stuff. But on Spotify, I'm the most active, active I think. Nice. All right. For all the listeners, too, that want to hear that uh, Backstreet Boys track, I know it's on your SoundCloud. I think it's the first yeah. <laughs> track on there. Is that also on your other uh, platforms as well? Yes. Yes. Nice. Very cool, yeah. man. Cool, Luca. Hey, man, thank yeah. you so much for doing this show. Um, we're, re we're really happy to have you on. You gave some great information. Um, you're crushing it. You're working with huge names. You know, we thank wish you the, the best of luck uh, in your career. Is there any final message you would like to give the folks here before we end off? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I locked myself in the studio for the last two months and um, I've worked on so much new music and I know like there, there was like less music, less original music coming out this year, but be sure to, to, to check out my, my original stuff in 2019. There's so much planned and I uh, can't wait to get, to show you guys. Uh, yeah, how it all sounds. <laughs> nice. Well, I bet a lot of people are looking forward to that. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to say, Ryan, before we end off? I was just going to say, when, are you coming to the, to the U.S. anytime? I hope, I hope soon, but uh, nothing planned as of yet. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to see you out here. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and if you ever want to do like a live in-studio podcast, hit us up. We're happy to have okay. you here. I'll definitely do that. Do that. Great. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much, Luca. Um, really appreciate it. Um, everybody who's listening, thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully we'll put uh, Luca's vocal track that we teased you with in the earlier part of the show at the end of the show here so you can listen to that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's going to be it for the EDM Producer Podcast for today. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, I can't get over you